crew, we're diving in the weeds in this episode. It's all about the market's past, present, and future. Lots of information. Let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am your host and producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the American Semental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, Wrangler, K Rose Company, and Cattleman U. Normally, we go through all sorts of information during this segment, the news, sale barn reports, calendar of events. Today, I'm completely changing the whole darn thing. I have fielded many messages from you wanting and needing to get some more information. That's what this entire radio show is about, and that's what our job is. That's our purpose. This week, we're just diving right into the weeds. I guess you could say we have multiple cattle battles today, if you will. So today, crew, it's all about marketing cattle. And this is one that we all need to hear. Whether we run cattle or not, whether we raise beef or not, this is one we all need to hear and understand. We're going to start by giving you a bit of how we got where we are today. We're, I'm talking about the processing of cattle, chain speeds. I'm talking about producing a product, cattle inventories, Cassie Fish. We'll start with that one next. We'll hear about the frustrations that some cattle producers are up against dealing with where we are today. And then we'll wrap it up with Shaley Stewart and an immediate summary of last week and a look ahead of what is to come. So here we go. What happened to put us where we are today? All right. Processing plants were closed. That's, what's, that's what happened uh, in the past 15, 20 years ago, resulting in slowing down the amount of cattle that could be processed. Then, we recall, a fire broke out at the plant in Holcomb, Kansas in August of 2019. That slowed down the harvesting and processing of cattle. Talked a lot about it. Plants had to add shifts to try to make up the difference and to get cattle processed to meet demand. All right, okay, making makes sense so far. Now let's add another pressure, and that is the pressure of the pandemic. And what happened? chain speeds slowed even more because of social distancing that needed to take place at said plants, illnesses, uh, excuse me, illnesses in said plants, etc. But interestingly enough, through this whole thing, demand went up, even though restaurants were closed, schools were closed, people were forced to work from home, so on and so forth. Now, here we are today, trying to get back on track, back on track of getting beef processed, all right? Now, I'm bringing in beef industry expert Cassie Fish for this one. Beef industry expert is actually putting it lightly. She has a packing and animal production background. She's worked at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. She was the senior director of risk management for IBP Tyson, has been in the consulting business since 2006, run the blog called The Beef Read, is co-owner of Boxed Beef Forward and is a media contact. That is just a summary of what she does. Cassie is on point. She knows what happens. She understands why. She understands the trends. She's run the numbers. So, Cassie, thanks so much for opening the show with me. There is very high demand for beef, and there is this rebalancing right now to meet that demand, given that processing plants uh, are, are still not where they were. So, Help us 
wrap our minds around this topic of processing beef, the demand of beef as a product, and, and really where we are today. I know there's a lot to that. When you look back on the last 18 months that you mentioned, um, it is very difficult for everyone to, to manage this. As far as the cattle market's concerned, we may be able to get an adequate number of, of cattle harvested, but if you've ever rented a U-Haul truck, uh, you know what a governor on a, you know, you can only go so fast, mm -hmm. and we can only go so fast when it comes to harvesting market-ready fed cattle. Um, I spend a lot of time figuring out, doing math and figuring out, can we get can we get through these numbers? And my opinion is we can get through them, but it just takes time to, to work through. But I do believe that, you know, we are in a, the beginning of an uptrend, but the drought could certainly, you know, kind of slow that down or in an, in an improvement. You mentioned that it has been difficult for plants to get back to where they were pre-pandemic, if you will. The number you said was uh, 2,900 head? And it's 2,900 head a day. So, I mean, it's 15,000 head a week, basically. So, but that's not, we're not able to do that. That governor is what's limiting us. And so then, because we became very uncurrent when we had the backlog last year. So, we definitely aren't as current as we used to be. <laughs> and so, that's part of it. Carcass weights won't be as high this year as they were last year, but it takes a long time for these changes to take place and then for them to have a more significant effect. So it's a very, very unusual time, I have to say. What's And the thing that's been the most surprising in 2021 has been the demand for beef and wholesale prices being as strong as they've been. We've never had wholesale beef prices rally or increase during from January forward and just gone, continued to go up all the way to May, that's never occurred. Is the market going to be better in 22 and 23? Yes, but there could be some twists and turns because we've added a little bit of packing plant capacity, but not enough. And it takes like five years to build a packing plant. So just because you're going to add capacity, you can't really do much to fix today. I mean, everything takes more time than we want it to. And it's, it smacks of being very unfair because the producer has been penalized because we provide beef. When people go to the grocery store or go to the drive-thru to get their hamburgers, they expect that meat to be there. And we're our entire supply chain is structured to make sure that the consumer is satisfied and what, what they have the product they want, when they want it, everybody. That's the key. When we look back at the last year and a half, the cattle producer has been unfairly penalized during this time frame and because of the breakdown at the harvest the packing level there's some positive things happening but we keep getting thrown additional challenges and i think that's part of the exasperation people are feeling right now and rightfully so cassie fish thank you so much for the time a lot of information there but very important that we understand where we were and why where we are today and why to be able to make decisions to hopefully change if need be tomorrow. Up next, we focus on the now and why some producers are frustrated. I have Steve Stratford with me when we come back. Watch RFD-TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD-TV now. 
Simply go to WatchRFDTV.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFDTV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to WatchRFDTV.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Hey, Beck, can you come in here, please? Oh, did you sign us up for Cattleman U? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Are you going to tell them or am I? Cattleman U is an online community of producers, ranchers, beginning farmers, all who want to learn about agriculture, marketing, successful practices, and a lot more right from the convenience of your home office. You never have to leave the ranch. I do like conventions sometimes, but can you imagine you traveling like with this guy? We get a few really? miles from the ranch and... I mean, really, am I, am I that bad? <laughs> yes, you are. The trainings and presentations, they're previously recorded by industry experts for the Cattleman U community, so you can watch them anytime, anywhere, and have the freedom to fast forward, to rewind, and pause if you want. Sign up at cattlemanu.com and use promo code Ranch It Up to get special pricing. That's Ranch It Up in all caps and no spaces at cattlemanu.com. So, Tigger, you do have us signed up, right? Yes, dear, we are signed up for Cattleman U. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, it's customer service and American made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Today's cattle battle is brought to us by the American Cemental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. Now, let's talk about the profit calculator for just a little bit, crew. The IGS profit calculator, it's free and it's fast. You can add some potential value to your calves. And right now in these turbulent times, I'm taking any potential that I can get. It's the IGS feeder profit calculator. It's free and crew, it's fast. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. These are some unparalleled times that we are in right now. Frustration levels are at all-time highs for us in the cattle business, and I can say that with all the confidence in the world because I am bleeding the same blood in the same mud as everyone else right now. And, And now more than ever, us producers, we're stepping out, we're stepping up and saying this does not work any longer. We cannot survive. We cannot be silent any longer. Keep that in mind just a bit, all right? Steve Stratford is from Pratt, Kansas. He's in a unique position. He's a cow-calf producer. He's a seed stock producer. Works for one of my favorite sale barns. That's Pratt Livestock. The reason I say it's one of my favorite. I do a lot of business with them. They treat me right. They treat me great, actually, Pratt Livestock. And he has connections up and down the cattle chain. Steve started sharing sale barn reports about a year ago via Facebook. In fact, I visited with Steve a few times about the markets amidst the pandemic. Today, Steve has become a voice of many, sharing his frustrations and the frustrations of others when it comes to the prices the cow-calf producer is receiving, the way said prices are discovered, to packer margins, to policy and promotion. And I am right in line with Steve. Things need to change. Thanks for having me on. Like you said, there's things things going on right now that, that are upsetting to me, and it's a 
it's probably a personal level. I mean, you're in this business, uh, these producers and the people that buy bulls from us and the people that have sold at Pratt Livestock for three generations. I mean, they're not just numbers of a customer. You know, we care about them. We know them. We know their families. It's very disturbing to me to see these people working so hard, investing so much and what they're doing and what, what they've done in reaction to what the market has asked. Um, they've done everything they've been asked to do and their margin of the end product just keeps slipping away, slipping away. We're at a point now that it's just not sustainable or economically feasible for them to continue doing it like this. I want to key in on one of those discussion points, and that is the beef checkoff. Oh, boy, here we go. And again, that word frustration. Some producers are frustrated with how the checkoff dollar dollars are used. I personally feel that there needs to be more promotion in the beef business right now, and the fact is we're just not hearing a lot of that today. Steve? And I, I've said and I've been on record. I mean, the checkoff was a, a good idea, and we needed beef promotion and, and help in the marketplace in the mid to late 80s and, and early 90s. And at that time, we were in an oversupply, and I think it did a lot of good. Today, my grievance with it, I guess, if you'd say, is, um, you know, 1990 to 1994, the average packer gross margin slaughtering cattle was 72 or $3. You know, the last 20 months, we're going to be north of 500 somewhere. The person, the one entity in this in this whole dynamic that does not pay into the checkoff are the Packers. Mm -hmm. So NCBA would like to go on record saying that uh, the commercial cattlemen's in the cattle business, not the beef business. And so will the Packers like to inform you of that. When we signed up to pay a dollar a head, that was for promotion of beef. Um, so we were in the beef business then. Um, I don't know how we all of a sudden got out of the beef business. So the person that the checkoff helps the most and the margin that's increased while all these producers have been paying in 80 million a year, it's working for them. The demand for beef all over the world is crazy good. Packers margins, crazy good. Producer has no leverage they've lost their market share. So I guess my question is, why is the person that's paying it uh, not receiving any of the benefit? So how do we fix the problem when we are so far down the rabbit hole, in the weeds, however you want to say it? How do we add this leverage that you spoke of back to me, back to us, the cow-calf producers? And it's odd to say in, in this time, and, and just plain and simple, and, and I'm not making light of it, but here we are fighting over a, a dollar checkoff that amounts to $80 million a year against packers that are making 600 million you know a week <laughs> um you know it's peanuts right. but those peanuts need to be working for the producer in today's world i'm not so sure that that's not more in the case of uh, lobbying funds uh, to lobby for the producer you know the beef promotion is helping the packer. We have no correlation of our product to that margin. Just the dynamics of the world has changed so much. I'm not so sure that the producer doesn't need that working for him in a little different dynamic right now. And um, I think we need to get our voice heard at the national level through our uh, state and federal representatives. The sad thing is it's gotta be bad to get any help. At the onset of COVID, when things were so bad, we had some traction and we had some people wanting to be active. Then here come the government checks. Market got better. Everybody went away. Well, here we are now. Price of corns went up. It's 
depressed the feeder market. Things are back at a level they're not working, and now we're gaining attention again. And we have got to, as a group of producers, as a nation, you know, not take our eye off the ball. These people are risking everything. I mean, they're paying a bank interest in the and the vehicles and the equipment. And I mean, they're working for everybody else, you know, without them in the economy in this country, it would be devastating. I mean, ag is our economy, in my opinion, as the generational change on these ranches, there is no way you're gonna take a interest load and a land payment and put towards a cow-calf unit and have any way to survive. So. Um, we're in that time frame now that, uh, you know, we can't be happy with existence. There has to be profitability in this sector and, and security, financial security for these people to be willing to go forward. So what is the next step for someone like me? It's easy to get lost with all that is happening on a day-to-day basis. So how can a small producer one at a time make a difference? That's a tough question, Steve. I know. We have got to do a few small things that show we are upset, we are going to stand up, and we are going to do something about it. And if that's contacting your legislatures in support of 5014, the checkoff reform, the referendum to take the checkoff to reform, those are things producers have to do to get the attention of the legislature, secretary of ag, things like that. If we sit here and do nothing, um, you know, they're worrying about a lot of other economic factors and, and where the populace are in the cities. That's where our vote gets lost in the national polls and everything else is that our population is so small in these rural areas. We have to do something to garner the attention that uh, that enough's enough. You know, we're not going to do this anymore. Like I said earlier, these producers have done everything the market has, has asked for. Steve and I visited for quite some time, as you can about imagine, and he did raise this challenge, and that is for producers to really gauge and understand the profitability or the lack of profitability on their operations. He mentioned, for example, running a smaller framed cow that costs less to maintain. A producer may be marketing less pounds, less total pounds come weaning time to those calves but will net more profit maybe because of the reduced expense of running those additional pounds. That's the point. Here's another one that he said, and I really like this one because I have not heard it put this way, and that is selecting bulls for profitability of the ranch, not profitability of the packer. I like that one because the cow-calf producer is not getting paid more for their product because of the genetic advancements that were made to meet demand. Therein lies the disconnect. I really like those. Steve Stratford, it was great visiting with you and catching up. Now you can follow Steve's updates and market reports and commentary, social media on Facebook. Up next, lots of changes coming in the markets. Yep, we're talking markets. We bring in Shaylee Stewart right after the break, y'all. You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. 
Get seen, get noticed. Be part of the Ranch It Up crew with the all-new Ranch It Up gear from Downtown Threads, Oklahoma. Limited edition jackets, pullovers, caps, just to name a few. Head over to our Facebook page to see the latest or mosey on over to the website ranchitupshow.com. As Tigger says, be part of the crew. Show your Ranch It Up pride and get your gear today. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. Y'all ask for swag, we're bringing swag. Successful cattlemen have a secret. They are always open to learning new ideas. Cattleman U is an online community for beef producers and beginning farmers and ranchers who want to learn more about agriculture marketing strategies, successful practices, futures markets, and more. Access new training from industry experts each month and network with members across the nation. Visit CattlemanU.com to sign up today. Use code RANCHITUP, all caps and no spaces, for $50 off at CattlemanU.com. Shaley Stewart, Cattle Market News and DTN. Shaley, glad that you can come on this episode again when we're devoting the, the entire episode to markets, to frustrations. And I know this goes maybe just to tick against what you and I say many times that, well, we try to remove emotion from the market, right? But I am in the same breath. I'm very empathetic to all of us because I'm bleeding the same blood and the same mud as everybody else. The right. frustrations that are going on. So that's why today we're, we've taken so much time to really focus just on the markets and what's going on and really focus on facts and in the same breath and in the same episode also focus on feelings. And I am saying those things very specifically coming into this segment with you because if we look back like we have been doing for many years of what the market did the week prior, it is a lot of both fact and it has been influenced a lot by feelings. How about that, Shaley? That was perfect to bring you in there. <laughs> you know, like you said, you're exactly right. There's a lot of there's a lot of facts to be shared, and we can rattle on as long as we want about facts. That's the beautiful nature of our market right now, is that to some degree we do have transparency into some things. The the frustrating nature is the not knowing, not understanding, or not being able to rationalize some of the other things. Mm -hmm. And so you're exactly right, Taylor. You know what? We do have facts. We do have emotions. And that's where the cattle market's at right Mm -hmm. now. And so... Regard, regardless of what we dive into, there, there are both, and there are always going to be both. But the more we talk about them, hopefully the more that we can sit with those with those raw emotions, work through them with facts, and make a trajectory going forward. So let's dive into some of those prices. That way our viewers and our listeners are able to know what the cattle market's transpiring, what's developing, what's happening, and that way that they can go into the week and be active and, perform, and, active and informed participants. So you know what, Tigger, let's just jump into it and let's Start out the top of the report as we always do with your fat cattle trade. Last week, most of the trade developed on Tuesday. Yes, I said that correctly. Tuesday, not Wednesday. You know, and let's let's address that point in and of itself. Feedlots typically like to see fat cattle trade later in the week because that gives them some bargaining, that gives them positioning, that gives them leverage in the marketplace to say, you know what, Packers, I want a little bit more money for my cattle, and I know that it's getting late in the week. You're wanting to get your order secured, and so Packers start to 
sweat a little bit. And so uh, consequently, you know, if trade hasn't developed early in the week and it waits until later in the week, typically feedlots are able to get higher prices. But that is not what happened last week. Most of last week's trade developed on Tuesday with a little bit of cleanup trade on Wednesday and a little bit of cleanup trade on Thursday. So in the Southern Plains, live cattle traded anywhere from $1.17 to $1.19, mostly at $1.19. That's steady to a dollar lower. And in the Northern Plains, uh, dress cattle sold anywhere from $1.87 to $1.92. And that was considered $1 to $2 lower. So one of the next really big things, Taker, that I was so excited to talk to you about, not because it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but something that we need to be aware of because it's going to affect our markets moving forward is the CME has new limits that are going to be in effect come Monday, May 31st. So as we as we all know, the futures market has parameters in which it can trade. On a daily limit, it can go this much higher or it can go this much lower. If it hits those benchmarks of, let's say, uh, $4 higher, as that's currently the limit in the live cattle market, or $4 lower, the next day it rolls into expanded limits. And so on May 31st, live cattle are now going to be able to trade $5 higher or $5 lower on any given day. Then, exactly, then the expanded limit is going to go to $7 and 50 cents. So that's concerning because whenever you add increases or, you know, uh, bigger spectrums, bigger parameters, that welcomes volatility, that welcomes swings, that that welcomes stark, stark um, increases and decreases throughout the marketplace, which, like I already said, consequently brings in volatility to the marketplace. Okay, we talked about live cattle. Let's talk about feeder cattle. Currently, the daily limit for feeder cattle is $5 a day. Come Monday, May 31st, feeder cattle are going to be able to trade upwards of $6.25 higher or $6.25 lower and grab a hold of your your chair because the expanded limits are going to $9.25. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I, I just wanted, I know that we like to talk about the good in the marketplace and what's, what's positive and, you know, be uplifting and sharing. And the, the concerning thing about this is folks, is that if the market can trade $9 and 25 cents higher on an expanded day, just remind yourself that on a day that it does do that, there will also be days when the market also trades $9 and 25 cents lower. So just be very aware and be monitoring these markets because they're getting more dynamic and honestly, at times, harder to understand than sim- than more simplified. Lots of information, but we've got it all wrapped up for y'all. A big thanks to our guests, Cassie Fish, Steve Stratford, and Shaylee Stewart. Our partners, the American Simmental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, Wrangler, K Rose Company, and Cattleman U. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And the telly is 707 Ranch 20. Spread the good word and join us again next time. It's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>